0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Applied Botanics. Applied Botanics offers a great line of CBD oils, including a line for pets. Now, I've been using their products for the last two months. I really wanted to test it out before I started promoting it to listeners of this podcast. And I have to say, I experienced some great benefits. They have five different products, which include comfort, focus, recovery, tranquility, And vitality. The three that I utilized the most were comfort, focus, and tranquility. Comfort really provided me with stress and anxiety relief. I just started a new job two months ago. So, between that and the fact that we're still living in a pandemic, comfort really slowed things down for me. And at the end of the day, kept that anxiety and stress at bay. Their focus line also helped me during podcasts. It helped me to really focus on what my guests are saying, which enables me to ask the important questions and really pull back the layers of who they are. And finally, and possibly my favorite that I felt great benefits from is tranquility. I take it 30 minutes or so before bed, and it really helps deliver me into that deeper sleep faster than I would without it. I wake up feeling refreshed and ready to take on the day. Now, oftentimes people are skeptical of CBD oil, especially when it comes to the price. But whether you're curious about CBD or have used CBD products before, you will find that Applied Botanics CBD is nearly half the cost of other brands. Their thoughts are that using CBD should not require a payment plan. On top of that, listeners of this podcast can get an additional 30% off their first purchase using the code word Project at checkout. So head over to AppliedBotanics.com where you can learn more about all their products. And if you decide to make a purchase, use code word Project for 30% off. Applied Botanics. Live healthy and happy. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Keller's Garden Center, Lawn Care and Landscaping Services. Working hard so you don't have to. They will take care of mowing, edging, pruning, trimming, shrubs, mulching, planting, and landscaping. Uh, call them today for affordable and free estimates. Weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly weeding and cutting services. And new this year is the Keller's Garden Center. They just moved to a new location across the street from their old location, and the garden center will offer landscape design and installation, mulch, rock, plants, trees, and more. They are located on 7 Kern Street in Exeter, PA. Call them today at 570-299-7240. Again, working hard so you don't have to. My guest today is the frontman of the band Anytime Soon, a pop-punk band out of Scranton, Pennsylvania. They will be releasing a new EP on Friday, May 14th, which will be available streaming everywhere. We talk about how the songs came together, how COVID delayed the process, some of the clever marketing avenues taken to get the word out about the EP, life in general, and more. Welcome to the show, Mitch Evans of the band Anytime Soon. Welcome to the show, Mitch, from the band, anytime soon. What's up, brother? Johnny Popko. How are we doing? I'm good. You know what? It's funny. Um, you were my last in-person interview way back when. Feels like a million years ago, but it was, I think you were in the studio at the radio station. It was March. I may, Maybe like March. I forget what the date was. I think I posted it on... March 21st. It was before that, I think right before the world shut down. Yeah. In, uh, I March.
1: actually watched that today because I knew that we had done that and boy, were you wrong about so many different things.
0: <laughs> it's, I, I tried to get to that today to kind of see where we were um, back then, but I didn't have enough time, but uh, yeah, I think we were definitely, <sighs> I I don't even know. I think it was still at that point just a, um, you know, we weren't really, uh, we weren't really sure. I don't think the world shut down yet. We're were cracking jokes like, like nothing,
1: nothing was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. We're a little bit off on that one.
0: Boy, were we wrong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) In the the same podcast, I'd be like, oh yeah, uh, album's going to be out by the summer. Well, little did we know that I was going to lose at least six months studio time.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I knew we talked about, I, I think we were promoting uh, a song called End of an Era.
1: Yeah, and that um, was uh, the first single off of this uh, EP that's going to be out.
0: Yeah, so let's, I mean, we're here to talk about the uh, the new EP coming out uh, May 14th, which is uh, this Friday. Yeah. Uh, and that song will be on this EP with a handful of other ones. But um, yeah, I, I, I keep saying in every episode of these that I do, um, I, I don't want to keep talking about it. But obviously, there has been a year of uh struggle, um, hopefully a year of growth. But, um, you know, how has Mitch been since we last spoke in March of
1: 2020? Oh, I haven't hold it up it was one of those things i mean just with music that became absent and uh the recording process came to a halt for a while so uh I don't know. it was one of those things where rather than dwell on how shitty it was and we could still all agree that it is shitty but uh i just took the time to work on different hobbies and uh i think we were briefly going into how i was doing some home renovations And that got expedited tenfold. I couldn't have accomplished nearly as much without the the free time.
0: That's, uh, I think that's common with everybody. They kind of started uh, lifting uh, the rug, (laughs) so to speak. There's no better time.
1: I never (laughs) had as many free weekends off in my life.
0: Yeah. And thank God, uh, you know, back then, uh, prices of renovations weren't uh, where they are today.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a couple of things I'm holding off on now just for lumber because I refuse to pay the prices.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I, I'm i concerned that, you know, that becomes a new price. Does it ever come back down is, is the question I have.
1: I oh, sure hope so.
0: I don't know. Like I, I can't imagine being um, a construction worker. And I had a guy that, you know, he uh, did a bid on jobs that, you know, he wasn't able to get to until like you know, coming up this, you know, in the next couple of months. But you know, he was saying that he he gave a quote based on, you know, prices that don't exist anymore. So yeah. it must be a headache.
1: I hear like a lot of people building now the quotes that they're getting are about uh 30% inflated just by cost of materials. Yeah, I can't imagine.
0: I can't imagine. We're what gonna see We're A, lot, gonna a s- lot of
1: a lot of that stuff this year.
0: Yeah. We're going to see some, uh, some long-term effects from uh, this pandemic for sure. Uh, for a while, I think, but, but let's talk about the positives. positives. We, we, a year ago, we talked about, um, some new music. I know you released end of an era. Uh, I know you also put out a song and I believe a video for a song called jelly donut season.
1: That's correct.
0: Yeah. Both those songs in the new EP, but you've also got a couple other ones. Um, Three new ones, and it's
1: kind of of funny how that worked out because uh, End of an Era and uh, Jelly Donut season, uh, The CP was kind of split into two different recording sessions. We have the pre-COVID and then the post-COVID because, uh, you know, I've been recording with uh, Matt Jenkins and the Magwas, real good friends with them for a long time. And uh, kind of similar to a lot of different studios around here, like I couldn't be mad that, you know, they didn't want, a lot of people around. It was a very unsure time. But uh kind of revamped the production after that because the schedule was ruined. So uh, we tried a lot of different things uh from a musical point of view like I was using a we we're micing like real amps, which is a, something you know most people use profiles, but uh and, you know even with Matt, he was uh trying out a lot of different techniques. I mean we had the free time so but that's where the uh, other three songs came from,
0: too. I feel like you should have had, like, I, I know that the first song, um, which I believe is titled Electric City Shuffle. Shuffle. Yes. It's like a minute, right?
1: Yeah. It's like an intro track.
0: And it, well, it threw me for a loop. I'm like, what are these <laughs> guys doing? Right? Not in a, not, not a bad way, by any means. But I feel like you should have had maybe had two of those. Like one for like the, the pre-COVID and then one like introducing the post-COVID songs
1: yeah maybe
0: <laughs> But yeah i mean that was a uh, sound that i was not expecting to hear from you uh because like it's only a minute long but that whole minute yeah. was like what is going on here <laughs> it, t- I mean, it ties together towards the end but
1: i mean uh that kind of i've always wanted to do something like that it reminded me of something like uh like uh, a lot of those intro tracks, like maybe Four Years Strong or uh, 303, mm-hmm. Attila did like a lot of those like introductory tracks, and I had never done one. And uh, I kind of also, and this is a, a big leap, but in the event that uh, live shows ever happen, it'd be an introductory uh, song to get into a set.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. Like, a, like what you guys would walk out to. Yeah. 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 That's cool. That's well, clever. So- yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. And then the last song, um, Dead as a Doornail, I think is probably the hardest song I've ever heard you guys put together.
1: Yeah, that was another uh, different one, too. I had plans to do something a uh, a tinge heavier. And, uh, you know, I think the last album, uh, Pandora Song CP, were, were really focused on like you know everything's got to be the same or everything's got to be in the same tuning and uh i probably went a little bit in that direction for this album too but like i said like you know after covid we're really exploring and uh trying a lot of different things and i want a little bit heavier song so i tried it. Uh, that's actually in drop b tuning but it was a uh, you know you heard it it was heavier i pulled a lot of inspiration from like uh Maybe like Breaking Ben and like Seether Deftones for like the heavy alternative. But then maybe some of the metalcore stuff, like maybe if Mice and Men or like uh, maybe Drop That Gorgeous. Okay. And uh, then we're fortunate enough to pull uh, TJ Bell on board to do some of the uh, guest vocals because uh, I am not a screamer, but I believe they have uh, they have a place in a lot of my music
0: yeah for sure i mean i i love personally when bands kind of uh experiment um yeah i I feel like you might be a fan of the band a day to remember indeed yeah who uh got roasted online we're talking about this i asked you Yeah. yeah i love it i mean i i i i love it
1: the thing i don't and i this is why I asked you because I knew that you would be straight with me. And uh, you know, everyone's flaming them and I'll probably get flamed for defending them, but I didn't think it was that bad because if you got to take it at face value, like I, I enjoyed a lot of songs on there.
0: Yeah. And I keep saying like, I mean, who are we to tell bands who are, you know, and you can speak to this. I mean, who are creative uh, people to, to say oh you must Do this all the yeah. time Yeah and like you know it's okay
1: For some bands like you know If you uh, talk about Bring Me to the Horizon Like their first album is Count Your Blessings is one of my favorite But it's Death Chord Absolutely nothing like what's on the radio Now but uh, People love it love the new stuff And I don't know It's like some bands are allowed to do that And other ones get
0: crucified for it <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. it's uh,
1: but it's tough to compare people too, because like how are you gonna hold someone that's like 20 years old then when they're thirty five you're gonna hold them to the same standard of musicianship and like just the same you think the art would be like exactly the same? No, of course not.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're different people. I mean you' you're probably writing about different things. I mean you're in a much different place in your life that you know maybe you have you know you're married at that point and have kids and it's just a different different world. Yeah, uh, and I kind of think you alluded to a little bit about that um, with end of an era, where um, I think we said in the last interview, like you know, the whole kind of party phase and that kind of lifestyle was you know kind of uh, in the, the the rearview mirror, so to speak. Yeah. yeah, it was very transitionary. But I mean, that's what happens. We grow up. I mean, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> as much as we don't want to, I mean. Yeah. I, I wish I was 21 again with no responsibilities and, uh, man, making eight bucks an hour. Yeah. Those are the yeah. days.
1: I remember in uh college,
0: uh, I was
1: living at home. I went to Penn state Worthington and I commuted, but like, you know, just getting a summer job yeah, or a part-time job. I mean, that was all cheddar. Like yeah. I don't have to worry about paying the bills. I mean, you know, I got small stuff, keep gas in the car, but
0: yeah, it's fool around booze. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a car payment. My, my parents, you know, yeah. thankfully, I, they gave me a car They I said, we'll give you the car, but you know, you have to take care of the insurance and the gas and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, at that point in my life, the car wasn't worth that much. So I, you know, had minimal coverage and so I living at home for the first two years of college. Life was good, man.
1: Yeah. Lifted lift up for sure.
0: <laughs> so where are you at in your life today? I mean, like, um, I don't know how old you are. I mean, like... I'm 27. 27. So you're, you're still a very young man. I'll take very, it. Very it's young man. I, don't, I don't feel like that all the time, but I'll take it. Are you an old soul? Eh, really
1: not for me to say.
0: <laughs> but the partying's behind you.
1: Oh, uh, a little bit. And I think especially because of COVID. Yeah. That ruined a lot of... A lot of good party in time that i'm not going to get back but yeah i mean it was a quiet year and a half and actually uh i went to uh a bar the other night and i was just picking up uh pizza for me and some friends and the one bartender's like oh, i haven't seen you in a while it's like yeah all i all i do is work now yeah not You're a grown up. lot going on yeah grown up all you do is work that's no and fun. even even with like the whole covid thing like uh Kind of one of the ways that I socialized was being out playing shows, and even if I wasn't playing a show, I would go out to my friend's shows and do that. And when that went away, it's like that was that was my gig.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I talked to a lot of musicians uh, as part of this podcast, and um, you know, one thing that you know had me worried um, was the you know mental health, not only of you know the regular guy who does nine to five and, you know, maybe he lost his job or maybe his wife lost a job and, you know, going through that, but, you know, musicians, you know, they have, um, you know, writing music, obviously you could still do, but I think an important part of being a musician is, is playing out, you know, to a live audience. Um, and like we said, with I mean, that, that didn't exist. It hasn't existed. I mean, things are finally starting to kind of open up. And I think there's a little bit of a, a light at the end of the tunnel, but I mean, how how is that on your mental health uh, for the past year, not being able to, you know, socialize with your friends and, and see your friends perform and, you know, you yourself perform?
1: Oh, it's certainly rough. And uh, I feel like I could say this because it's for a lot of other people too, but I think it's another one of those things where I was talking about just making the best of it, seriously taking better care of myself. Uh, you know, there's a couple years maybe – when I got like kicked off my parents' insurance, health insurance before I got like my own at work, you know, it's like, well, maybe it's time to go see, uh, get a check up and maybe do some of that stuff. And uh, it was a good time for it. And uh, one big thing for me is all uh, oh, the gyms closed. And uh, my younger brother, who uh, plays football uh, in high school, we uh, were able to piece together a bunch of. Use deer that we found in my parents' basement, like a bench and just some free weights and stuff. And kind of just like working out in my garage, like, you know, like street style. <laughs> Prison style. Yeah. No, swear to God, Johnny. I actually, uh, in the beginning of the, uh, the pandemic, when the gyms are closed, uh I was a big fan of this guy named uh, Collie Muscle. And he did like a lot of prison routine workouts and stuff. I actually tweeted at him. I'm like, yeah, I've been watching these videos cause I'm stuck at home. And like, I didn't want to quit going to the gym. And he's like, yeah, that's going to come in handy. But you know, just, uh, like calisthenics and body weight exercises and stuff. Keep, keep limber.
0: So you got jacked over, over, uh, the past year. Yeah, Maintained. Okay. All right. That's better than what I did. Man. <laughs> I, uh, part of me thinks I stopped I, while well, I drank less. And then there's other parts of me that thinks maybe I, maybe I increased my drinking uh, in that, you know, between March and uh, December of last year, outside of October, because I did sober October. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was just a weird, weird time, you know, you're in your home and you're unsure of what's going to happen. And like, you know, I, my job was, I was in sales. So like, you know, my income was drastically affected by, by uh, the whole shutdown of, of many uh sectors of the business world and oh man and then you know i was home with my son which was like a blessing i mean i never would have got that much time with him and he's a mama's boy so like uh to be able to to get that much time with him i think was good for us because my my wife would be uh heading to work every other day she was home mm-hmm. with the, the others but uh, I was you know, full-time stay-at-home dad and trying to get work done too. And yeah. that was a challenge for sure. But
1: um, at the same time, though, I'm sure it was a good opportunity too, because you wouldn't have been able to do that.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah I, I think we, we created a bond, I guess you could say uh, one that we didn't have prior to that. Cause like I said, he was there. You know, he still is a mama's boy. Uh, he'll let me uh give him a bath these days, which is good, but <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was, it was just a, you know, just a weird time. Just, you know, yeah. I, think I, I think I drank my consumption was more, It was, well, it was less per session, I guess you could say it was just more, more days per week. Yeah. It was like a weird thing. And uh,
1: I really haven't been drinking at all, but uh, at the beginning it was more out of like, well, this could be kind of serious. Like I'm, Not supposed to be out gathering with other people and I live by myself now. So so what am I gonna do? Like take down a sixer every night just to pretend (laughs) (laughs) like this is normal? No, like it's kinda sad when you think about it like that, but uh
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah.
1: Maybe if I had roommates or something or Yeah,
0: you're hanging out, out. yeah. Sure. But yeah. But Well, I'm glad, you know, you got through it and healthy and you know,
1: yeah.
0: Prison workouts getting jacked, you know? Yeah. I, I wish Even I would have done it. I wish I would have done something. Um, especially during sober October. Cause I, like I said, I, I went 31 days, no booze, but I didn't do any kind of like, uh, you know, working out. And I feel like I, I wasted 30 days and I wasted, I feel like I wasted, you know, uh, a year of, uh, of a t- time that i could have been doing that but what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah i don't want
1: to beat yourself up yeah i'm okay yeah, it was cool though with uh, my younger brother too because like even going to the gym now it's tough to like you know motivate myself to go by myself but uh he had to do it and i had
0: the facilities so it kind of just worked out that's cool and i mean are you close with your brother
1: uh, I think we're closer now. I mean, my youngest brother, we're like 11 years apart. Yeah. So, yeah, big gap. And uh, it's one of those things where like when he was growing up, like uh, I
0: wasn't even in the house.
1: So, like, didn't know him as well as my other siblings that were closer in age.
0: Yeah, that's that's one thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not that far. Uh, my my uh, middle brother is five and a half years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And then my old, my youngest brother is nine years younger than me. So like what you're saying, I mean, you know, when I was 16, they were what I can't do maths, whatever the hell that is. Like, you know, nine
1: or yeah, whatever
0: yeah. I kids with math, but yeah, they were, they were kids. Like I'm, and I'm, you know, my, my brother still to this day will give me like shit about, you know, you wouldn't drive me to school. when I'm like, dude, like I was 16 years old. I'm trying to figure out who I am and maybe try and get like a, you know, make out a girl in the backseat of my car or something. Like give me a break. Like it's more priority at the time. If I can go back in time, I would, I would take you to school. I would give you a ride to school, but you know, 16, like I I have other things on my mind, Yeah. (laughs) but yeah, it's unfortunate. And we're still not as close as I would like to be. I mean, myself and my youngest brother are closer. Um, now, especially because, you know, he's married and has a, a little daughter. Um, so we kind of relate more on that, that level, um, which is cool, but yeah. Yeah. It's something that, uh, I, I wish we were closer in age, but and I'm, I'm glad you were able to kind of connect with your, you know, your youngest. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, well not to get off the music, I, I, but I do like to kind of have these, uh,
1: no, that's cool. That's it's fun meandering.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what this is for. I, I, you know, I started this because, you know, we could do the the radio stuff, but it's like a you know, it's quick three minute interview. It's you know, talk about the album and talk about this. And, okay, you're done. We'll see you later. Yeah, I get to send get you to, on your way. Yeah, I get to talk to you about life, you know? Yeah. But but we're so we're due out on uh May 14th, which is this Friday. Yes. Um, I don't know when you plan on releasing this podcast either. But. I'm I'm hoping either Thursday before or the day of okay. All uh, right, cool, I'm, cool. I'm gonna put a push on it. But um, you if you said you were you worked with Matt Jenks or Jenkins or or whatever he goes by these days. Yes.
1: Yeah. I think I think we're going with Matt
0: Jenks. Jenks. Okay. Well. Yeah. yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, and then also the art. Um, you had a, a familiar name, uh, I believe, it was Chris Ventura. Chris Ventura. Ventura yeah.
1: Ventura. And. Uh, uh, I've really been putting them through the ringer on this album. <laughs> He's taking care of everything. Uh yeah. I am printing uh physical CDs too because I know what? that's a little I know that's a little old no, fashioned, I like I like but I like it. You'll get one. Awesome. But uh, yeah, he, he took care of everything for that. And uh actually for uh Dead door now we're doing a lyric video for that. Yeah in awesome. support that'll be out I think this week. Very good. Cool. uh yeah, he's taking care of me, and it's great because uh, I, I've told you before, he was in a band called a Terror on the Screen, which I remember when I was in high school, like, you know, they're the hot, hot punk band, and I still listen to their EP. It's great.
0: Yeah. And one thing I like that you did, um, and you've been posting on your social media channels, that, um, you know, instead of spamming people, you you paid others to kind of promote your album for you yes
1: and we had members
0: uh, we had members of newfound glory silverstein some 41 helping you promote your album so i mean that that's a cool concept i that was when i when i saw that i'm like wow that's really clever um so how did you kind of think of that idea and, and talk about that process
1: all right so uh you know, as well as I do, it's very challenging to get like any kind of organic, uh, really breakthrough, uh, Facebook, Instagram, they all want money. And, uh, it's has got like good enough at like running ads and stuff, but a lot of times it's hit or miss. I mean, like, you know, you can, you can be throwing twenties at something and it's going nowhere. Like six people like it, or, you know, you post something really stupid and for, you know, the same amount of money, it gets like hundreds of likes, but then you're always questioning like, you know, are these real people? Like, are, are they going to listen to anything? Or are they just like randomly generated Facebook likes? And I don't know, you could argue both sides of the fence. And there's a lot more in depth analytics that I'm probably willing to do with a lot of my marketed ads. But uh, I, I, I messed around with that cameo app before. And a lot of it's just like, oh, like, you know, I'm going to send my aunt like a happy birthday video from like some actor from the 80s but there's actually like a lot of cool people on there and uh a lot of them were like musicians and like the alternative scene and i'm like I, I wonder what my chances are if they basically run an ad for me for a set price and uh i got a couple good ones and and for the most part they're really cool and i had uh other requests out to people that would uh a lot of times they'd uh, decline them right off the bat if they're not into that. But uh, some of them also expired. So if you don't get around to doing it, like they pretty much reimburse your money after a couple of days or a week or whatever. But uh, no, I thought it was, it was, I've never seen anyone do it before. And uh, I thought it was interesting. And just like anyone else, you see like, uh, you know, beer companies, they'll get like, you know, someone important to uh, run their ads it's like oh why can't I do the same thing right and how has that been received so far well I think it's been pretty good uh, I kind of hoped for a little bit more but I'm so happy because I know a lot of other bands like how much money they just pump into strictly Facebook ads and uh,
0: not being as uh, productive you know it's funny you said that you know your your request could expire it's like that's interesting. <laughs> I wish, I wish that I like was at the point in my life where like, I could just be like, yeah, you know what? I don't need that money. I'm going to just let this go.
1: And some of these people are like demand, like a lot of money, like Gary Busty's on there. He's like three fifty a pump. Or right. like, I don't, I, yeah, I don't think I paid more than like $50 per person, which is, you know, pretty on par with uh, a lot of these, uh, And I tried being very transparent about that too. Like I was never like, Oh, this is my best friend. You know, Ian and Grushka from newfound glory. And he likes me so much that he did this out of the kindness of his heart. No, I felt like I was pretty transparent with it. I even tagged the cameo app in there. Yeah. It was just, it was just something that uh, I thought was creative. I've never seen it before. And I thought it would get a response and it did.
0: Now, do they also share it on their channels or is that just up to you?
1: Uh, That's just up to me. I guess they can throw me a bone if they're nice. But everyone that I worked with was like really cool about it. Like a Dave Brown song from Some Forty One. Like there's a, I think like I probably only post like thirty seconds of it, but like the whole beginning of that video was him saying how he went on our Spotify and listened to era and he liked it and he had many nice things to say, which is way above and beyond what they're you know, being paid to do. Right. And then even, uh, you know, I, I, I DM them after they did that just on their Instagrams and stuff. And like Ian Grushka got back to me he's like, good luck with the release. And, uh, Shane told, uh, he said, yeah, let me know the next time, uh, something big's going on. Because he also has a podcast called Lead singer syndrome, but all really cool about it. And I, I feel like that's another thing too, that's been really cool about, uh, you know, all this downtime where all these musicians that I look up to, like they're not touring and they have a lot of time on their hands and, uh, they've been like, you know, very accessible, which has been awesome.
0: Yeah. It's been cool. Like seeing a lot of live streams of artists that, you know, you'd have to go to a show to see, which I mean, nothing will replace that in person, uh, you know, experience, but, it's definitely been neat to to see some of your favorite artists, you know, performing and, and kind of like you're saying, kind of as real people and stripped down and, and kind of. Yeah.
1: Like, I don't want to say humble, humbled, but like, you know,
0: they're more accessible. Yeah. And it's, it, it kind of humanizes them too. It's like, okay, this is a real person. They're going through the same thing. I am maybe not the exact same, but I mean, you know, they're not, they're not traveling the world or sitting home, you know, locked up. Like they're also, you know, in their homes, kind of quarantine as well, just because that's what everyone was doing. Yeah.
1: And, and that's a lot of the ways that I started working with uh, TJ Bell too, how he did that feature on Dead as a Door Now, because, uh, you know, he was someone that I had looked up to for a while because he was one of the original members of Motionless and White. You know, I've been seeing since like middle school, and then he left them to uh, play in Escape the Fate, which was another one of my favorite bands for a long time. And uh, I knew it was from Pittston, and he had been grounded here for a while, and we had been talking on, like, Instagram and stuff. And, you know, never a million years would I have, would have thought that he'd come and be excited to come do a feature on a song that I had written, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. And even, uh, it, it's funny, you know, he'd be sitting there talking about, because uh, the last Escape the Fate record was uh, produced by John Feldman. So he's just... He's just throwing out names about the recording process, being with Feldman, and it's like, oh, you know, and Travis Barker's there, and it's just like, I'm, I'm sitting there, like, shrugging my shoulders, saying, like, yeah, I know those people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you could work with anybody, uh, you know, on a song or, or an album, whatever you want to call it, uh, who would that be?
1: are we talking ones that I could realistically think that I'm going to do or yeah. just like to-
0: total, home run? Well, Mitch, you got to understand that this podcast is listened to by millions of people. <laughs> and if you throw it out, into they're, the they're, they're going to hear this, this and they're going to call you up and say, Hey man, we heard you on the Popco project and we heard that You want to work with us. Let's do it. <laughs> I I'm wish gonna, I had that power. I really do. I'm going to throw out
1: too. Uh, one would be Branda Collins from Tigers Jaw. And okay, that's that's something serious that I like to do because uh, we played a show with them a couple years ago at uh, Carl Hall, and good people. I still talk to uh, uh, their singer uh, Walsh on occasion, mm-hmm. just on just on Instagram and stuff. Like you know, I'll send and be like, hey, like I came out with a new song. Like it'd be awesome if you listened to it. But, uh, yeah, I think that would be really cool, especially because uh, she's a pianist, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm sure that would be a nice layer to something that I could write. And uh, my second one, I'd love to work with uh, Soupy from The Wonder Years. Okay. Just because, you know, Philly band. And they're another one that I've listened to for a very long time.
0: Uh, have you listened to the, um, like the side project, um, Aaron Weston, the roaring twenties. Yes. Yes. Love that. Love that. Uh, I, I wasn't, uh, I felt like that first record was phenomenal. Um, and the up was okay, but yeah, I love, yeah, everything they do.
1: Oh, no, I, I just like seeing people like that. Cause I can relate as a musician and uh just like everything every piece of art and uh everything that you write it might not always fit your narrative for your band or whatever but at the end of the day like you know it could still be very good and uh, I'm glad that he did that because it's a very different feel but it's cool hearing that it's like from a different angle or different perspective of him yeah. and uh he was actually doing a bunch of living room shows a couple of years ago and I tried really hard to get him to come to Einan. didn't work didn't work but he did do that he's like yeah like super small i just want to try some like demos and uh i want to play in like people's living rooms and i'm like that would be that would be something yeah hell yeah but uh yeah they're one of those bands too that uh i kind of watched them grow up because um i never intended to go like to see one of their shows, but it just so happened. Like they're always opening for a band that I had gone to see, And after like the uh, third or fourth time, and it's like, Oh, I remember these guys. Like they put
0: on a really energetic show. Yeah. Yeah. I saw them at the Sherman theater, uh, 2016. I want to say.
1: Yeah. I was at that one. Oh, cool. I had to leave promptly. Was it past curfew or what? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) <laughs> so this one girl that I was with, and this was like four songs into the set. This one girl that I was with, uh, decided to go crowd surfing and they dropped her oh. and she smacked her head off the ground and security guy. I had no idea what was going on. I was just uh, watching the show security comes and taps me on the back and they're like, sir, are you, are you with this woman? I'm like, yeah. And she's there. Like, uh, you know, she just split her head open. Like she's got to go to the hospital. So now here's me scrambling around East Stroudsburg, like running up to get my car, driving back there to pick her up, find a hospital. I missed that whole show.
0: Oh man. Well, that was nice of you to take care of her. <laughs> yeah. it's so a good I,
1: story. It's a good story at
0: least. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I was fortunate. I, I knew somebody and I knew what kind of show that would be. I've seen like, you know, on the internet and, um, I'd be fine in the crowd, but like my wife was with me. I didn't want to like deal with like people pushing and shoving and all that kind of wow. stuff. And I, I'm I'm old, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm past the you know the age of where you know you you know start the, the the circle and the pit and all that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was four. I, I knew it was gonna happen, and, and you just proved my point that you know someone's crowd serving and smashing their skull. Yeah.
1: And I'm kind of the same with you, especially being on the other side, like playing and stuff. Like I'll go to see shows and if it's getting a little rough, well, I'll try and go to the sides because like the way I think about it, like you got these like 15, 16 year old kids and they're, they're, they're moshing and whatever they're having a good time. And Hey, I was there too. They don't have to get up at six o'clock to go to work tomorrow morning. They're going to
0: recover way quicker than I can. Yep. I think I I think I got in a mosh pit one time. It was my first and last time. It was in a spit can show at nice. Nightcaps, uh, probably 2006 or seven. I was in my mid twenties, way too old to be doing that shit. Yeah. And uh, I woke up the next day feeling every single, uh, you know, fall on the floor. Uh, yeah, It was brutal. You feel it. <laughs> I watched
1: that uh, podcast she did with the guy from Can. Oh, Nick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a good dude. Well, One one other thing that I really appreciate about your podcast, too, is like somehow in every one of your podcasts, there's a polypanacea story. <laughs> and I'm thinking in my head, and I'm like,
0: are they talking about the same old guy that hangs out at my house? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just messaged me like it was, it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. He's like, yo, when we? When we do this podcast, I got the, the Jaeger on ice. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the weekender ones, Um yeah. uh, he was definitely part of the family. I think he was, he was man of the year one year. Um, and he was yeah part of many late nights and that's, I want to have him on as part of that just because like, he was like, a uh, what do you call it? Just, a an outsider, but you know, he's an icon. He was in it. Yeah. I mean, he's the, he's the one of those, the. The man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, Paul Young. I
1: would play with him with the latest iteration of uh, Graces, but Mm -hmm. even just fucking around my house, like uh, probably like once a week, I'll have a couple musicians, like you know, a lot of the bowlsfuls guys, and we'll practice or just go over here and yeah, Paulie's over here all the time.
0: It's cool to to hear you know the the younger generation of musicians kind of. you know, looking up to those guys and, 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 and learning from them. And yeah, it was, it was definitely a different, different scene uh, back then yeah. than what it is now. And it's definitely different, um, you know, different music and it's, it yeah. was, it's a different time for sure. So it's kind of, it's really neat to, uh, and I've heard that, you know, be told about Polly before. Um, it was cool. Yeah. No, I, I kind of like that when you do the uh,
1: weekend or episodes too, because I was at an age where I was like a, uh, conscious of all this going on but like i at the same time like you know i wasn't old enough to drink and i was just maybe been able to drive but like you know you're talking about a lot of the old venues like uh like the hardware bar like elmo rigby's and stuff like i would see shows there but it it was very short-lived it was just at the tail end but it's cool because like you know i was old enough to experience a lot of that and and it's cool working with uh, people like paul and ken too because like. Yeah, they are from like the previous generation, but there, there's stuff to be learned still.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things like, you know, the generation before me had a ton of venues. And, you know, their, their stories about parties, you know, far exceed mine. And then like, I feel like, you know, mine probably exceed yours. And, and the amount of venues that I had to go to. Were probably more than what you you know you had access to. It's it's weird how every every year and every generation it kind of like dwindles, so to speak. I I feel like you know in the past like three or four years, like you know, live music and and you had places like uh, Stage West and the V Spot, Mm -hmm. and you had the keys when it was open, and we were kind of getting back to a level of like you know places for bands to play out, and and that kind of that live scene was was kind of flourishing. Yeah. And I I hope I hope that it can kind of come back with a vengeance um you know once we kind of get through this because I, I I feel like we were at this like level where we it was it was we broke through or we were just about to break through. Yeah. Um but I guess we'll see.
1: Yeah, I mean uh I think with a lot of the downfalls of this uh pandemic there's also bring rise to a lot of new shit too because uh you know, the Keys is gone, but Josh is doing his thing with Noir, which is, I was there a couple of weeks ago and, you know, everything he's got his hands in is interesting to say the least. Yep. But, uh, then, uh, uh, a lot of those guys over at the Keystone stage starting that up. I mean, that's new. So, you know, with, uh, a lot of the things closing as shitty as it is, I mean, there is new things coming around. Yeah. Or even like you know levels just closed for like the umpteenth
0: time, so I'm sure something will come out of that too. Let's hope. I mean, I can't imagine it not being a venue of some kind. It yeah, broke my heart. They to like music. S- yeah, well, I I it broke my heart. I think was it? I think Hardware Bar is the one that removed the stage at one point. I think. I'm not sure. I, I saw one,
1: one show there when it was tanks where the bands were like up front near the window. Yeah. And that was, I think in like 2008 or something that I saw the used there. They're supposed yeah. to play at the cultural center, but they had like some kind of reciprocal agreement where like if the ticket sales didn't meet a certain expectation, they moved move it there. Right. But like, you know, that was cool. And then, you know, I saw some of the bands on parade day when they'd be like up on the top floor and stuff or, yeah. Most recently, uh, on cold and university drive were there.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's
1: I think it could have been managed better, but I mean, at least it was seeing some usage.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of cool places. Nightcaps was a great place. It was, uh, I remember hearing about it. I never, never got the opportunity. Yeah, I want to say it closed. Hmm, I don't remember. Actually, I mean, I, maybe 2010 or 11, maybe. I don't remember, yeah. but it was a cool spot. Saw Panacea there quite a few times. I saw Gogo Gadget there when they were just playing, you know, places like Murray's yeah. and Nightcaps before they were like, you know, playing THON events at Penn State main campus and, yeah. you know, doing the shore shows every summer and to massive crowds. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of cool places. And like I said, even before me, there was, uh, you know, Different places. There was the the well the, the new staircase and there's the old staircase I never had to got a chance to experience. There was like yeah. the, the station. Um all these places I never got a chance to to really check out. Yeah. But I watched the one uh it's an early breaking ben show
1: at the staircase. Like i I've seen that on occasion. But yeah, just uh it's a shame to see a lot of these places go. Hiles Place is another one. Yeah,
0: I mean that's torn down. Yeah. Gone. That there's no, there's not even a chance that that becomes something else. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> but.
1: Maybe. I saw one show there and it was like one of those, it was like on a Sunday and it was a benefit. So like, you know, they let me in the bar, but, uh, this one band, uh, my neighbor was in called the black orchid played. Oh yeah. And I, I, am like 95% sure that that's the first time I met Mark Yanish too, because okay. I, I, I couldn't be for certain, but there's this skinny kid with dreadlocks talking to me for like the longest time about playing guitar. So, and grace was there. She so put two and two together. Had to have been him. Yeah.
0: Had to have been, but, well, Hey man, I don't want to take up your entire night. We could probably sit here and talk about, uh, music and the scene for, you know, the rest of the evening. But, uh, no thanks so much for taking the time to talk about your new EP coming out again. It's uh, Friday, May 14th. And it's available everywhere. Like literally, I think you, I uh, saw the the list on your Facebook page. is like literally, you know, Spotify, Amazon, Google
1: rate for everything. Just put it on everything.
0: Yeah. Title, everything. It was, it yeah. was... whatever you got will be on. If, if you're cheap, it'll be on YouTube. Yeah. Yep. So anything else you want to say about the, uh, the new EP? Well, before we wrap not, it
1: up, I think we pretty much covered it. Just, uh, Stay tuned for all the extras, lyric videos, all more merch out. So,
0: and any shows lined up that you uh, they have coming up, or you're still kind of waiting to see what happens?
1: Oh, uh, nothing really. Full bands. We've been me and Jordan have been doing like the acoustic thing, like once a month at like T's and the V Spot, because they're you know some of the only places offering anything at all. And I played at that at uh, Keystone Stage, but uh, right. yeah, that, uh, that's pretty much been it. Gotcha. For
0: a while now. Well, best of luck with the new EP. Um, I think it's great. Thanks for sending it to me early. I feel special. Problem. You're special. <laughs> oh, I'm special. That's what my mom told me. <laughs> but yeah, best of luck with it. And uh, I, I kind of is almost like my send off is. I always say, hopefully, I will see you sooner than later. I'm hoping that too. All right, buddy. Thanks so much. All right, I'll see you now. All right, see ya